Whittier, what is going on? Welcome back to the My Whittier podcast. It has been a minute, man. It's been uh, quite some time since I've been on the air, so it's good to be back with you today. Happy October. How did that happen? October is here, and uh, like I've said before, man, the year is flying by. Hopefully you're doing okay. I know that yesterday we had a Facebook and Instagram outage. So hopefully you guys got through that okay. I know uh, tensions were high for quite some time. A lot of you didn't know what was going on, but hopefully you got through it. A lot of you were saying that um, you were really productive without Instagram and Facebook. You know, you got a lot done. You're like, yeah, I I didn't need Facebook. I don't need Instagram. I, I got a lot done. I realized I don't need it. But you guys were the first ones to post when it was up and running again to tell us that you didn't need it. So I thought that was kind of funny. Hopefully you got through it okay, though. But uh, we got a great show planned for you today, guys. I don't want to talk too much about anything right now because I want to get to this interview. But I do want to let you know you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and you can also uh, check out my website, mywittier.com, for all things my Whittier related uh, direct links to everything that we do. It's the My Whittier headquarters, so make sure and put that into your rotation. Now, speaking of YouTube, we dropped our last video, and that was really cool. We talked to some uh, young entrepreneurs. I don't know if you checked out the video yet, but uh, we did. We talked to some young entrepreneurs here in Whittier, California, and that was really, really cool. The Smeller, Smelly Brothers Candle Company. Have you guys checked that out yet? Smelly Brothers Candle Company, man. They're making some really good candles. Two young brothers. And uh, you should follow them on Instagram. And Posh Plants by Ava. Another young entrepreneur doing her thing. That was really cool. You guys got to check out the video. It's really fun. Really good to see. And I also went to uh, Uptown Provisions on that video. And it blew my mind. It really did. You know, there was a lot of buzz surrounding Uptown Provisions, the Market Deli that just opened up. And uh, everybody that I talked to before I went there was telling me, it's the best pastrami you're ever going to have. It's the best bread. It's the best, it's the best, it's the best. And I'm like, it just opened up. How how could it be the best? I, I don't understand what's going on here. But that's what they were saying. So I went down there. And I had the pastrami, a little sampling of the pastrami. They were out of the pastrami that day, but Aaron, uh, the owner, Aaron, uh, saved me a little bit. And it was the best. It was the freaking best. Right out of the gate. So, you know, I had my lunch. I had an egg salad sandwich, which was phenomenal. The eggs were three days old. And everything was locally sourced. And um, it was a really, really enjoyable experience. So I thought, you know what? I got to talk to this guy. I got to find out more about Uptown Provisions. And that is exactly what I did. So I'm going to show, I'm going to share with you the interview that I had with Aaron Melendrez, co-owner of Uptown Provisions. And we're going to let that rip right now. Let's take care of some sponsorship really quick before we get into that interview but uh, you're going to really love it. So uh, obviously this show 
is sponsored by Scott Storage. Scott Storage is located at 10046 Scott Avenue, Whittier, California. $29.95 moves you into any size unit. You can visit scottstorage.net for details. It is the best storage facility in Whittier, California. And you should check that out. Also sponsored by Community Magazine. I'm, I'm going through this magazine right now. I'm checking it out. And there's a lot of deals in here, guys. You can grab one of these magazines here at Scott Storage. You can pick one up here. But uh, we're talking about coupons for cilantros, tacos. We are uh, talking about what else we got in here. We've got uh, the green chili, pizza mania. DeLuca's, The Burrito Brothers, Off the Hook Fresh Grill, Barrow's Pizza, Ambrose Pizza, Frisco's Car Hop. Lots of deals in here. If you're looking to save money, obviously we are all looking to save a little money nowadays. Uh, check out the Community Magazine servicing La Habra, Whittier, and La Mirada. They are a proud sponsor of the My Whittier Podcast. Okay, so um, without further ado... Let's get into this amazing interview with Aaron Melendrez, co-owner of Uptown Provisions. All right, I am here at Uptown Provisions, your mom and pop food shop, 12819 Penn Street, Whittier, California, 90602. And you can find them on Instagram, Uptown underscore Provisions. And you can also check out the website, UptownWhittierProvisions.com. Now, um, I'm here with Aaron Melendrez, the owner of Uptown Provisions. Thank you for joining me, man. What's up? Hey, how you doing? What's Actually, co-owner. Up, it's uh, I'm the mom of the mom. Excuse me. I'm the pop of the yeah, mom and pop yeah. shop. Sarah's not here today. Sarah but, is not know. here. She is with Baby Rio at the house, who has already become quite the public figure. People come in here all the time and like, oh, you must be Baby Rio. Ah. I'm like, oh my god, what are you? Baby yeah. Rio's already gonna be that kid in Uptown. Like, like get her like an Instagram and everything. All, <laughs> all the people in Uptown are gonna know Baby Rio one day. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So, you are um, making a lot of buzz here, man. Congratulations, you're freaking Thank killing you. it right now. Thank you. And uh, you are definitely blessed, bro. Definitely blessed. Now. Um, before we get into like how this whole thing is going down, I want to get some background, man. Like, yeah. How did we get here? Because obviously, you got to have experience, you got to have the knowledge, the creativity to pull something like this off. Where, where does it all start, dude? Where did it start? Oh my gosh. So I've been a food and beverage professional um, more years of my life than I haven't been a food and beverage professional at this point. Uh, very early jobs were working at some pizza places in Uptown Whittier. I mean, I mean, in two, in, I don't even know in what in 1998, I even worked at Roadhouse Grill. Oh That's, really? Yeah. Wow. So you know, I, I paid your dues. Paid my dues uh, with um, with Tim, Danny that works at the the 6740. Mm-hmm. You know, me and her used to work there back there back in the day there. And that was uh, that was pretty dope. So you know, I got a little history of you know putting putting my my roots down as far as professionally in this town um back then i was a bus boy uh um you know but gotta you, start at the bottom man yeah, you do you, you do i was a food runner oh actually they started me in the dish and then they realized like i could like kind of hold a conversation in english and like communicate a little bit 
and then they're like oh you want to be a busboy i'm like yeah sure why not and then uh that was like right after i got uh i say i was at barrow's pizza before that though like yeah you're saying that yeah i read I that i was at barrow's before that shout and, out to melissa mora hidalgo from uh, la taco i got that little tidbit yeah barrow's tidbit and then you know full circle we'll talk about it later but the prep table in my back of the house is actually from barrow's pizza yeah, cool. and if you touch, Relic. yeah, it, it is. It was there from before the fire, and actually, if you re, if you put your hands underneath the table, it has so much uh, energy in it that there's 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 finger grips underneath it. But George used to like, he'd get all pissed off and scream and be mad about things. I love George, but he would get really upset during yeah. service, and you could feel the tension from people gripping under the table waiting for pizzas. Dang. Yeah, and you could still feel it in the table. So that always it's always a constant reminder of. Uh, the good old days. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little piece you got there. Yeah. So, um, you you did you always want to get into this game? I mean, you obviously uh, were in that food and bev service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've I like I said, you know, flashback. I did that for a long time um, until I was out of high school. Went to the service. Came uh, was in the air force. Came back. Uh, took a very short co- uh, career doing like computer communications, mm-hmm. um, and then realized that. It wasn't for me. Yeah. And mainly because during that time, I actually left the Air Force about uh, six months early because my little sister had passed away. I was uh, 21 and she was 18 and she died in a really tragic car accident. So it was one of those deals where um, I was just trying to pick up the pieces of my life and figure out what the move was. And I think the general consensus of what I came to was this planet was about uh, just passing through. And doing what made you happy in your short time here and i know that can sound cliche at times like oh you only live one life but it's fucking true you get one shot at this planet and you know just you know enjoy the ride do do what's gonna make you happy and um you don't don't be a slave to something that is going to just take up the majority of your life and then one day you look up and it's just like i didn't have any fun i didn't do anything that made me happy yeah you're like got your eye on that retirement and you're just grinding away at, a, at something that you don't want to do your whole life and then your back hurts and your back's out yeah. yeah exactly yeah it's true um you know being present being in the moment is so so relevant yeah you know what i mean and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like when i taste your food and i could i could sense that in you because you're you're here you're right here you know every moment is is crucial for you and, man. That, and that's right you know and uh i ended up uh you know my whole career has been based in beverage actually which is interesting mm-hmm. um so i worked some a few years like uh, my first few years uh at like when i got my jobs i worked at like ruth chris steakhouse um took like took i i worked at the, the, the excuse me i worked at the del rey okay. as well oh wow yeah nice. i worked at the del rey i was uh i was a waiter there right. and sorry one second yo what's up you can head back there. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with you in a minute. Cool. Yeah, everything's on the table. All right. Hey. hey. How you doing, man? Um, so one of my first, like, you ready? Yeah. So one of my first, uh, you know, really cool local jobs was working at the Del Rey. Yeah. And Kevin was the boss, and I forgot I forgot his partner's name. And that was, that was really cool because I was the only male server there, and there was, like, 30 females that worked there oh, at the wow. time. And they used to bully the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've been, obviously we've been yeah. to Del Rey. And, like, you get the Caesar salad. While in the back, what you don't see is, like, there's, like, a couple Caesar salad carts. And everyone, like, all the women, all the all the servers, they have to set the cart up. There's, like, 
20 uh, something ingredients you put it all in the cart you and set then you, your own cart up yeah you set okay. your own cart up grab that 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 throw on your croutons throw on your mustard yeah. throw on everything on your cart more times than not I would set it up come back out and set one of them and punk my cart oh. and I would have to like make it again or something and then you know it was just punking you punking me yeah it was it's just how it was there but it was everything from making like like cherries jubilee table side to bananas flambe to that peppercorn steak at the table to doing the caesar and i actually romanticized about that i thought it was so cool to like be a part of like that that old like 50s like white glove service but in whittier yeah pico you know exactly it's an institution in pico man yeah so that's a thing that's that's really important to understand like your experience your life experience your work experience like it pays it's like it, you could tell that it's, it's yeah. what created this place man it's yeah like, you know every every little thing you've ever been through yeah because yeah. you can't really pull this off without experience you know you can you can creativity and you can and you know like i said i've had the top line of that experience you know i my the I, my, my career was shaped working in la i worked from everyone under gordon ramsay at his restaurant there wow. when we worked at the London Hotel. We had a Michelin star at the time. I worked there. I learned a lot about food. I learned so much about food during that time. Cheese, meat cuts, uh, just different classical preparations of food. Um, I was very good friends with the chef, uh, the, the uh, sous chef. Uh, his name was Phil, Phil Pretty. And Phil also, you know, full circle, now has a, his own sandwich shop in Long Beach called Heritage. Oh, wow. And we use the same baker. And he, uh, he's, he's the homie. He's a mentor of mine. Yeah. Um, I worked for, uh, I worked at, um, uh, who else? Uh, Wolfgang Puck. I worked, I, I reopened Hotel Bel Air with him. Um, you know, it's so house, like just so many interesting places. Yeah. And then later on, I went to like build my own career of doing just really amazing cocktail bars and, you know, kind of yeah, shit. It's yeah. kind of the career just kind of stay, kept you rolling. just kind of like whatever you thought you could do, you went for it. I went for it. Yeah. Went for it. And I did some consulting for, for some time. Um, I, you know, recently, uh, before all this, I did a, a, I started a nonprofit with my business partners, Know Us Without You, and we ended up uh, raising lots and lots of money for um, undocumented hospitality workers. They ended up taking that over. I ended up opening Uptown Provisions. Yeah. And here we are today. Amazing, dude. So, the, um, you said you were a beverage guy. When did it? When did it come full circle? Like, when were you like, you know what? I'm gonna yeah. throw my hat in the ring and start doing food because I, I know what's up with food. And- yeah. So, I have always had my hand in food since I was a child. My earliest memories were cooking with my tias and my grandma, and I came from a big family. And I love to tell this story because it's 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 exactly how it started. We were living in La Habra. My grandma lived in La Habra at the time, and we had a big family. My grandma had the big the not big, but the big, the, the house that we could all fit in anyway. And uh, we had a big, we had a big family. I was the littlest one, and food would be put out family style every day. I had a lot of cousins, and I would get bullied, and I wouldn't often get my portion. But being even a little scrawny kid, I was always the hungriest one. Mm-hmm. So I learned very quickly that like, hey, if I stay in the kitchen and I don't go outside and play, I'll eat first. That was always my strategy. So that was cute for like, you know, four, five years old. Right. But then they're like, hey, mijo, like, you need to go outside and play. You're kind of in the way. I'm like, well, what can I do? How can I help? Oh, you want to help? Yeah, yeah, okay, you can, uh, you can do that. You can, you can stir the eggs. Or, yeah. 
whatever. Um, so they would let me help, and it kind of this is how it progressed. You know, they showed a lot of compassion towards me, and they realized what my my intentions were, but they also um, realized the the value that it brought to my life. Did your attention shift at one point from being hungry to like really being into it and like cooking in there? You're like, yeah, this is cool. I was always I was always down, but there was never there was never any like cooking theory behind it. Yeah. It was always like watching my grandma cook from the heart, and I was always yeah. scared to like burn things or like, oh well, what if I use the wrong oil? Exactly. Like they never really explained it to me, but yeah. like I got the I got the recipes and I knew how to how to how to mimic them, but I didn't understand why they were made like they were made. Yeah. You know, they were always like, well, don't put too much water in that, but okay, well, how much the right what's the ratio? Exactly. You know, just this to this, okay. So I would always cook with them, and you know, before I knew it, I was doing my own thing and. And that was it. I just slowly started becoming a cook. Um, I was kind of a latchkey, latchkey kid growing up as well. It yeah. was me and my sister. My mom would go to the gym, and she would leave my sister alone and I. The gym, the, the family fitness and uh, in uh, the twenty four hour fitness in the Whitwood. Yeah, yeah. She would go work out there, and um, we would me and my sister would be alone. And I'd make my sister dinner every night. My mom would be home at nine. We'd be fed. The the homework would be done, and that was it. Yeah. So I always loved making food, though. I always loved cooking. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but you know, flat, I guess flash forward, you know, many many years later in beverage, it was kind of like learning the technique, and then having this like this your roots, your skill sets, the, the flavors of the, like your upbringing, and then watching them come from far away and then clash in the middle and then run parallel, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how it's always been, and that's kind of what I'm finding in food right now. Uh, lots of lots of trial and error lots of cooking at home um not being a a professional chef by trade that's you know that that is something that we that i have gone up against but i do have this beverage background that which enables me to kind of like relate the two and bring it all together right now so the um that doesn't really hamper you like as far as starting this gigantic you know i don't know business or market deli everything and did you ever have fear in your life? Like, when you're coming up, you know, you get the, the, you're like, I don't know, man, I don't know if I could do that or whatever. It doesn't seem like it to me, but you just, you just put it in the back of your head and go forward and go with the heart or what? I mean, selling a product and putting a profit margin on a product is the same across the board. Yeah. Customer service and treating people well from a humanistic approach, that's something that can't be taught. That is something that you're born with. Being able to make someone feel special and pass them energy yeah. in a dish yeah. and put your heart into something, that's not something you learn in culinary school. I don't think you can. You can't. No. That's something that is that comes from the heart and your upbringing and uh, where where your intentions lie. And that's what Uptown Provisions is to me. So when did it come to that? Like you, you have the beverage, you got the food, you got yeah. the experience, but where did it? when did it come into... Um, where it's like what you've created here, like you, you know, with the, with the sure. sustainable stuff and the and the local, yeah, um, ingredients um, and people helping you out and you know. Well, I mean, Sarah and I were living in Hollywood for a decade, and we became accustomed to a certain this lifestyle and product and just you know uh, a pantry that uh, when we got to Whittier it just wasn't necessarily available and it's not a knock against Whittier it's just different cultures you know Whittier has a very 
a simulated uh, similar culture that's been the same for many years and there's been uh there's not like a there there's there's a little there is um some diversity in Whittier but not like on uh it's not LA not on like uh Sunset in uh in Temple mm-hmm. for instance you know you have like exactly. a, a lot of different you know yeah. people from up different upbringings and stuff and we noticed that right away um so Sarah being a you know a, a, a from Seattle from the northwest her only frame of reference is living in Hollywood moving her to Whittier she was like babe what uh, Whittier is cool but like um, where do we eat? Yeah, she's like, she's like, but where's where's all the Indian food and where's all the Persian food and where's all the where's the Middle Eastern food and like I would love some like really dope Thai food right now, but the only Thai food coast is that eight. And she, I'm like, I know, and I think it will get better in in time, and uh, I, I I have faith in the city, and I think that over time it will develop. Yeah, but it's not, it's just it's just not there yet. Um, but the the main thing for us was like the accessibility to just certain products from to um, to fresh bread fresh day of bread to um, eggs outside of Friday on the farmer's market having just fresh eggs every day yeah I had that egg salad the other day and it was like you were saying they they were three days old it was just incredible yeah right you know and it was just like access to those kind of products and I I felt like if anyone knew that, like how to curate something like that it was us and you know flash forward we're going through the pandemic and all my friends who are chefs all out of work all in the service industry it was it was super beautiful because we all got like super crafty and and figured out alternative ways to make money i had friends selling selling salsa i had friends uh, selling pizza kits. Were you guys I, collaborating I, a lot during that time, or no? Was like I, I was selling. I was selling cocktails. Yeah. I was selling co- like cocktails on the side, yeah. you know. Um, but my friends were all doing different things, and I thought it was so cool. But one thing I did notice was like none of these products. These products need a door. Like these products need a place to like yeah. be sold out of. Yeah. So I always thought about that. I was like, well, what about the people that don't have the resources to put? their products in a Whole Foods or their resources to like get a, a, a pallet together for sprouts or something like what do they do what doors do they have do they just have to go direct to consumer forever yeah. like what do we what do we do for them so you know it was like that was one that was a thing for me it was like okay well let's give them a home let's find a home for all those products let's find a home for just really unique uh, pasture raised like, meats let's find a, a door for um, for some really cool like chocolates and yeah. eggs salmon, and everything salmon, exactly yeah, you know just find a door for a bet for um, food within the, the 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 better for you and the culinary forward chef driven space um, I'm very I, I one thing that Sarah and I have been like not necessarily bum, but like, just maybe not had the same understanding as like when they call this uh, a health food store. Uptown for Visions is the furthest thing from a health food store that there is in Whittier. Like I like to consider like Herbie's a, a health yeah. food store, yeah. or the, you know, there's a there's one at Whittier Boulevard that's a health food store. We like to serve good food. Mm-hmm. That's what we're all about. Right. Just serving good eats here, and you know, we do have our our gold standards. Obviously, you know, there's nothing with high fructose corn syrup. We don't have food with um, things you can't pronounce in them right. or 50 million ingredients on the label but 
we're not a health food store and i never want to be pigeonholed into into that like oh you should why, why don't you have protein or why don't you have a, a cbd section here it's right. like well where we serve good food that's yeah. what we serve we serve food that inspires the home cook to be a better cook and inspires someone to have that one special ingredient for their dinner tonight or that person to come get that that pastry for breakfast or have that one bomb ass sandwich for lunch yeah and that's what's cool man i mean it's really hard to be original right now you know and yeah. you guys are just effortlessly pulling it off uh well it look it seems effortless but <laughs> you know it's just the the it's idea of having locally sourced products you know i yeah. mean that seems like something that's basic but it's not and yeah. you guys are like you know pulling resources from that yeah and uh, it's just genius. It's really, it's really. I mean, the organic stuff. Why do you think that it's it's like that, where people, um, you know, kind of skimp on quality? Is it is it a price thing? Is it a is it a time thing? Like, I mean, be quick, I'll, I'll be, you know, one hundred percent honest. Like, overhead here is through the roof yeah. because we do sell a premium product. Oh uh, well, here, I mean, well. Top line overhead is is the worst. It's inventory overhead, yeah. things like that. And when yeah. you do serve a you know a premium product and you don't take shortcuts, like those are pricey you know investments. Yeah. Everything's an investment yeah. from the meat to the cheese to the sauces to the labor that put all this together. It's all an investment. And I think that people look at that and they shy away from that. You know, so you They're do like, have. We can't go there. We can't make you, it. You have yeah. to run a tighter ship yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. You have to have a lot more accountability, and you have to let your staff know the importance of 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 keeping good inventory and making sure the fridge stays organized. And um, you have to really follow the numbers to the make details. sure that you're not wasting things. Yeah. So you know, I think that that's that's one aspect. But if you know, obviously, with the, in the age that we live in, where people have technology at their fingertips today there's two things going on a we can reach our our target demographic by ourselves. i don't need um to go through a huge marketing company every month billboard on the corner here to let everyone know that i can target my demographic on my own um and b consumers are able to target what they like a lot easier so if you go on product locators for legally addictive, for instance, or you go on a product locator for Brightland olive oil, you'll notice you'll you'll type in 90602, 90601, and every there'll be you'll be your little dot in the middle, and then Pasadena, LA, uh, Brea, um, you right. know, but nothing in this in this area. Yeah. It's this dead zone of of trying to find unique products. So, you know, Sarah and I, we were very adamant about making sure that people who live in um, areas like Whittier, which are, I, I hate to call them food deserts. I, I don't want to call Whittier food desert because we have lots of great options and I don't want to take any, take any notches at, you know, some of the people that are trying to do things. But yeah. we have less resources than some larger metropolitan cities. Um, and I wanted to make sure that we fill the gap within our city and yeah. make sure that if you want some nice crackers for your cheese board or you want a really dope cheese yeah. that maybe they don't have at Sprouts or if you wanted some, um, you know, a, a, a halva or French butter or something just unique that yeah. we can fill that void. Mm-hmm. You don't have to leave uptown for that. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. So, yeah. and, and again, too, I mean, the sandwiches are at a price 
point that's a little higher than most, but I got the pastrami yesterday and it was like it was like ten pounds. <laughs> it, it felt it felt heavy. <laughs> the pastrami is the pastrami is fourteen dollars. Yeah, I and kidding. I say that with pride. Yeah, and I say that with pride because if you go to Langer's. The pro- Absolutely. The pastrami yeah. is $22. I think you're right there, dude. It's Taste-wise, $22. Yeah, right. there. Yeah. And, guess, and you have to drive out there. Well, guess what? I was saving this for you today. Myself and Langers, we have the exact same pastrami. Oh, from wow. the exact you know same. What? I knew it, dude. I had the, the exact feeling. same purveyor. <laughs> feeling, dude. The exact same cut. Mine is cut a little bit different because I, I slice mine a little thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I prepare mine slightly different. But I said it in my video. You did. I, I, I remember. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to save this for the, for the podcast. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Well, you know, and I had an Instagram comment the other day like, oh, I can go to like, it's good. But it, we're not quite at Langer's. I'm like, really? That's kind of weird because I have fresher bread. I use fresh kraut. Um, I make that thousand. Um, I use no pastrami on, on point, my sandwich. It's, it's definitely on point. And we're there. No we're question. there. There's no question about yeah. that. So um, with that being said, like you sell, you sell out of the pastrami all the time every day and um you were we were talking the other day about quality control like so so you make one brisket or how does it work we uh we slice one pastrami one whole pastrami brisket a day yes that's it yep one whole one um i think in the future we might go to two but you know until the demand shows me that i can sell it two a day then we're only gonna do one yeah you know right now i know i can sell one out a day yeah so we get that um for, like for frame of reference it's sliced at 7 a.m and uh the steamer is uh jacob who's putting stuff away now he turns the steamer on at 8 a.m it heats up for 45 minutes he drops it in at 8:45, and at 11 a.m it's just falling apart perfectly cooked through the fat is rendering uh it's jiggling and it's it's absolutely ready to go yeah you know so and and you know what the 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 quality control is so key and then the consistency you know you see a lot of places they have ambitions and they're 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 all about it and we're going to do this we're going to do that and then over time it just the quality and the the consistency falters and you know it's just exactly is that a way to, to kind of minimize that? You're just keeping it, you know, quality control, small portions? Um, is that the... I mean, I think just kind of really honing in your menu and making sure that you are serving the best version of all your offerings yeah. is important. I mean, I think that I started with my menu a little bit more lavish than my final menu will end up being. But that's okay. Yeah, like I, I, I gotta read. But I gotta read the room. I gotta put all the offerings out there, see what sells, and I gotta let Whittier dictate what my menu right. is. You can't let the ego get in the way. Back, no man. Eat this. This uh, is what. This uh, is what's good. I'm telling yeah. you what's good. Yeah. I mean, if we you look at my, that. if we look at my menu board right now, it's still blank. Yeah. It's intentional. Yeah. That menu board will have options on it one day, but that's what we say in you know in another month when that's I'm like, what I like about this place or like about you it's like you're not you're not willing to just dive in just because you're very intentional about what you're doing you're being patient you know you're you're, you're just reading the tea leaves basically until that's it. it happens that's it naturally organically that's it and we're gonna let like I said like this is I built this place for Whittier and 
I want to make sure that the final menu that we land on is a representation of what the community wants from us out of yeah. this place. So what it, what made you land here on Penn Street and Whittier and come back home? I mean, obviously you want to put some roots down, but like Whittier, man, you're from Hollywood, you're out there, and yeah. Um, what drew you back here? Huh. I was, you know, I was doing some incredibly amazing high-profile projects living in LA, working with some great brands and opening some cool bars, winning all these amazing awards when yeah. we get into it. But, uh, you know, it kind of like came down to like me and Sarah, Sarah and I, excuse me, um, needing to find a house. You know, we were li- we were renting a house in Hollywood and our landlord was bullying us and we were at the point where, well, you know what, we're, we're ready to buy a house. Let's just go. Yeah. Started looking around LA for a house. Impossible. It, it was it wasn't finding it, it wasn't we weren't gonna find it. We were looking in all all these like cool cities and we would go like Eagle Rock, City Terrace, Lincoln Heights, and go to an open house. Two hundred people on a Saturday, two hundred people on a Sunday, all in fancy cars, all with a portfolio, all with Ready gorgeous go. families, all dressed up. Here we go. Let's yeah, go. yeah, yeah. All of these fat <laughs> cash offers. I couldn't even like get a moment with a re- with a with a realtor. Yeah. And it was tough. It was really hard on the ego because I was like, well, I feel like I'm ready to buy a house, but I guess I'm not. Yeah. Um, we looked and looked and looked, and you know, I started thinking about it more and more, and I was like, well, you know what, like. Even if I did find a house in one of these cities, like, is this where I want my kids to go to school? Is this like, you know, like, it's still a certain area. Yeah, Yeah, it's still a certain area. Like, I was like, I'm thinking right now about my upbringing, you know, playing playing, playing baseball and and soccer and football and Whittier and and La Habra and stuff like that. And that was dope. I really enjoyed that. I had some cool friends. Um, I mean, I I had some I have some great memories of growing up. We were outside a lot. Back yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of my time. I, I grew up behind my house was behind Puffy Taco. Okay. Yeah, yeah. right there, right behind Puffy Taco. That's where I lived, and uh, you know, I, I had so many cool memories of like just those times right there, and I was like, I, I want my kid to have that experience. I want my kid to have that life. Like, I want to coach baseball for my son and that area. So when you were looking for a house, were you already thinking you were going to open up a spot? No, you no. About that. my business was still thriving. Okay, this was 2017. Okay. There was this is pre-pandemic. Like uh, we were doing okay. great. Yeah, everything was wonderful for yeah, me. Uh, we had we owned a bar. Um, we were doing well. Everything was bomb. And um, I we 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 started looking in Whittier. We looked at three places. On the fourth one, we found this house. Uh, I live on. Um, I live up up Pickering. Okay, very top. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found we, we looked we looked at this spot and it was beautiful. There was like two offers on it and I was like, What's wrong with it? And, yeah. and the guy's like, Nothing, just don't have many offers on it. I'm like, Wow. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Offer. Like, okay. Here here's your offer. So um we had a thirty day escrow and we closed on it and I was a homeowner in Whittier. Wow. I was like, yeah. This is dope. Destiny. This is really dope. So, you know, that's kinda when when it all when it all began for yeah. us here. So for a minute, were you thinking about opening borrows again, or was um, it? <laughs> Whittier, uh, there, there may be. There's, 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 there's some projects in the works. Yeah, okay. That will, that, that'll be a later conversation. That uh, it's going to be a really amazing conversation. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it was one of those things where Sarah and I were like, I, you know, why not we, us? Why we can't go, we do we it? We go through the pandemic, and it was like I, I, for the first time in my life, 
I had a clean slate. I had nothing going on. It's the first time in my career, I was, uh, I had, I was, I just, I just uh, stepped away from my business, my, my, my business from my partners, and I had a clean slate, and it was the craziest feeling of my life. Um, obviously, kind of, uh, kind of scary because you didn't have any, I didn't have anything going on, but like, I looked at my bag of tricks, opened my bag of tricks, and I was like, holy fuck! There's a lot there. There's a fucking bag yeah. of lo- It's a loaded bag right now. I'm like, what are we gonna do? Yeah, where do we start? So you know, um, I was. Uh, I started looking around at places in Uptown Whittier. Yeah. I went places on Philadelphia, places on Greenleaf, places on Painter. And then I started thinking about doing something on Greenleaf. And then I was, it was, you know, it was a pandemic. And as we all kind of remember, Greenleaf was like, it was kind of gloomy. Yeah. It was kind of gloomy there mm-hmm. during the time. And I didn't really understand the prices of real estate to what was actually going on, on like in the, in, on that street during right. the time. I was like, well, there's not a lot of love being shown here right now. We have a beautiful historic street that deserves so much more attention than it's getting. Um, this could be play, like like places like downtown Monrovia or you know other places yeah. that are just like thriving right now, but it's not that. And you know, started walking around more and more, and just walking the neighborhood, like figuring it out. What am I going to do? Where am I going to put something at? And I walked by this place a couple times. Yeah. And I and. I looked in it. I was like, "Oh hell no, oh hell no!" I said that like probably three times. I did that when I walked. Was by. it occupied or no? it was occupied? Okay. It was an abandoned liquor store. Okay, and it was like, "Oh hell no!" And then I sat out here a couple of times and just watched all the cars drive by. That Greenleaf was already closed down at that point. It was closed mm-hmm. down, and I'm like, "There's no car traffic here. There's no traffic. There's no way to drive onto this." I'm like, "All right, well, if you're gonna do something for your community, why would you put it?" on Greenleaf it doesn't feel like that's 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 you're doing that for your community um, why wouldn't you put it in the neighborhood and I was like you know what this place makes sense actually this fucking makes sense to put it over here I got I felt I, I learned what the over the overhead was I was like oh yeah that definitely makes sense now so uh, you know people uh, there it's funny because I have people that you know have told me like why would you put your business there? And I know what they, I know what they're getting right, at. Right, right, right. I'm like, why wouldn't I put my business there? Right. You tell me. Why, why wouldn't you put my, my business here? Mm-hmm. Oh, because there's, because it's, because it's maybe too brown for you, mm-hmm. or there's some things that you don't understand. A scary. Yeah, a little scary <laughs> for you. I'm like, look, this is uptown Whittier. Like, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. uptown Whittier here. It's the same community, and the, uh, a few more the, steps the, down. the financial, the financial landscape of uptown Whittier does not reflect what it reflected in 1980 when it was easier to buy a house when you know we were giving home loans away to pretty much everyone there is so much disposable income within this neighborhood that people that just can't afford it they just can't qualify for a home mm-hmm. don't get it twisted everyone here can afford a, a mortgage right the rent's more than a mortgage here right. they just can't they just can't get into a home exactly and that's all it is right here there is so much dense housing in this little area. I was like, this is exactly where I need to be. You know, when I ate your pastrami, the, the sample you gave me the first time, I swear, I, I just started a daydream, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to see this dude slanging sandwiches 10 years from now yep. here doing this, and it's going to be even better because you're going to have like, more options. It's going to be more seasoned. I was getting the East Side Deli vibes, you know, from L.A. Yeah. Uh, it's in that little nook. Yep. 
and everybody just goes to find it, yep. and it just like keeps cranking him out, you know. And I'll have the neighbor spot by then too. What's up? I'll have the neighbor spot by then yeah. too. I'm just waiting. Yeah, He's, I'm, I'm going to catch him out eventually. Yeah, dude. And I was thinking that. I'm thinking yeah. this is the neighborhood spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You pulled it off, dude. You're pulling it off. Thank you. And Thank the sky's you. the limit. I think that you're going to just continue to. I mean, are, are you going to continue to add more things to the menu? How's that going to work out? Um, I think that you're going to see more intent as we go here. I would never. I'll never add to the menu just to be greedy and to expand. Right, right. But the options you'll see will be more curated. Um, the relationships on the menu will be will will heighten. You'll see different you know different uh, relationships on the menu bloom. Eggs by so and so, which they already are, but like meat by so and so, tomatoes by so and so, and I would love to see that over time kind of develop. Um, the market will will uh, diversify and, flor- yeah. and flourish. Uh, there'll be different programs in here. Um, Right now, I think it's important to note that we have eight employees on staff right now. Seven of them live in Uptown Whittier. One of them lives in La Mirada. I created seven jobs for Uptown Whittier. Awesome. Right now, and I'm so proud of that because not one of these jobs is someone that is overqualified. I didn't. There's no hired guns here. They're all people from our community that want to learn about products. I'm here teaching about food. I'm here showing the value of eating fresh foods. Um, and that's important to me to provide mentorship for a community. Yeah. So you're going to see that role grow, and hopefully we'll have an army of 30 employees here one day from the community that all want to learn about food, that are all gung ho as I am about providing a better product for the community. It says a lot about your style of uh, managing too, because you know nobody wants to work for anybody else. I mean, not not saying that people. I, I talk to restaurant owners, and they're like, we can't hire anybody. Nobody wants to stay here. You know, and you, and you got seven people willing to stay here and learn and, and get in, get their get their hands dirty. And you know, every every employee needs a different management style. There's yeah. not one management style that applies across the board to everybody. Everyone has something specifically that motivates them. Everyone has something that makes them tick, and everyone has something that they look you forward to tomorrow. You don't have to, to be tomorrow. an asshole to make to be a manager, right? You don't. You yeah. have to be a good leader. You have to treat people right, and you have to have compassion for humans humility and just understand that like people are going to make mistakes people are going to they're going to f up but you have to be able to not get on too hard about that and and help them figure out how do we grow from this not how do i hang you to the cross how do we grow from this experience and how do we get through this and how do we make how do we set you up for success better tomorrow so this doesn't happen again yeah and i think they appreciate that because when when it when it goes down on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, when when I when I come in, people are wall to wall. Everybody has to be on the same page, man. You guys got to be. They do in line. They, they do, you know, and that's that, that's what we do. We, we we work a very small space here together, yeah. and it's important that we function as a unit here. Um, as you've seen, you know, there's there's five people behind yeah. the register on Saturday, and I'm I'm calling shots on one board, and I have everyone else, someone rapping, someone doing this, yeah. someone doing that. And it's important that we all learn how to work as a unit together. Absolutely, it's impressive, man. It's impressive, but you know the quality is here. I mean, the, the location is here. I mean, yeah, it's just—it's all coming together. I'm so happy for you, man. Thanks, because I appreciate it. I know that um, this is what you want, man. It's kind of like it's what we it want. just came came together for you, man. It, Family man and Whittier with a small business. <laughs> it's so cool. I mean, it's it's really the the dream for me to give 
my son an opportunity to see what his parents do firsthand. Yeah. And that's always something I always wanted, like to for my my son to not un- to understand where the money comes from and understand that it's it's worked hard for. Yeah. And not just to the think when money. you ask me for twenty bucks, when you say, Dad, let me hold a twenty, yeah. like understand that like that, what, that twenty wasn't easy to come by. Yeah, exactly. That twenty wasn't easy to come by. Um, and I'll always give it to you. You're my boy, but like, just understand that like yeah. you're gonna be here sweeping the back floor on on Monday absolutely, morning on a yeah. day off. Absolutely. So yeah. too much of that was given out. Yeah, 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 exactly. So anyway, I'm I'm super pumped to just even have the opportunity to have my community have the opportunity to receive me like they've been doing. Yeah, man, um, that's another thing, dude. I was so surprised. Um, you know, you guys were on social media talking about what, do you, what should we carry in the in the store and all that, and everybody was just coming in, chiming in, and, and yeah, I can't wait to ask that question again too. Now yeah, that people know that like, yeah, exactly. we ain't, we ain't fucking around, like we'll carry what you want us to carry here. Just let us know exactly. what what needs to be in this store, and that's what makes it even more unique because now you're like talking directly to your customer and giving them exactly what they want. I mean, it's a no brainer. Guess what sells here the best. Take one, uh, one guess. You mean product or sandwich? Pro- like just product was. Ooh, salsa. Close, very close. Uh, Second and third gen Latino products, and that's no coincidence. That's a lot of Whittier in general, you, you go, know. Man. But like products like that are created by uh, that are like non traditional Latino products. Yeah. They do amazing here. Really? And I, lo- I, I love that we we have that we you know we can create that that space for those products to be yeah. sold. Yeah. That's cool, man. I think you got you got something yeah. going on here. You already know that, but I know that you are super super busy, dude. And I'm like really honored for you to take the time, man, to to sit down That's and talk do, to man. me and, and tell the That's community what what's cracking here. I don't yeah. think it's gonna slow down anytime soon, guys. You got to get down here and check it out. Grab a sandwich. Grab some uh, products. It's not gonna slow down, but my my promise is that we will get more efficient. And you know, I realize that at times. You're going to wait 15 minutes for a sandwich. Yeah. And I'm not mad at that. And I hope my consumer isn't either because I promise you that the sandwich that you get is going to be so damn good, I will make it worth the wait. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, that that's something that has to change because people are so pissed off. Like, they'll get in line somewhere and it's not moving fast enough or they're in traffic or whatever. I mean, just slow down, be patient. And just enjoy it, man. Like you said, we're only here for a fucking blink of an eye, man. Yeah. And then we're gone. So exactly. just be patient. Exactly. You get what you want. It's coming. And it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Guaranteed, man. I'm probably going to turn around and ask you exactly how you want it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it to you. Yeah, and, man. You know? It's just yeah. the, the, the small things. You, you, get a free, you get a free dab with it. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So. so thank you, man. I appreciate of you. Course. And, uh, of course, I'll be seeing you here, man. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, guys, there you have it. Uptown Provisions. It is not a health food shop. You heard it from Aaron. Aaron is a different dude. He's a different animal. And he is bringing something completely different to Whittier. And it is a much-needed shot in the arm. It's a wake-up call. It really is. This is a a brand-new concept. And uh, he's bringing all of his experience and knowledge and creativity and... uh, giving it to you on a plate and it's amazing we were talking after the interview and uh, he's got a lot of stuff coming your way guys a lot of good stuff it's uh, it's very exciting and i can't wait to try it all and uh, you should follow them on instagram 
uptown underscore provisions get plugged in and um, you never know when he's going to ask you another question you know what to carry in store i mean this is whittier's market and uh, he's going to give you guys what you want so check it out and uh try a delicious sandwich be patient you know everybody has to go somewhere i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go just go there be patient enjoy an amazing sandwich and eventually you're going to understand the concept and you're going to appreciate it so whittier is lucky to have uptown provisions thanks again aaron i really really appreciate it man All right, guys, that is a wrap. That concludes this week's podcast episode. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out with me and listen to the My Whittier podcast. Uh, It's been quite some time, so it felt really good to get back on the air with you. Hopefully you enjoyed that great interview. I want to thank Aaron and Uptown Provisions. I feel smarter than I did yesterday, that's for sure. And I definitely want to raise the quality of the things that I do in my personal life and my work life. And hopefully you guys got something out of that because that was a really good interview. So I really, really appreciate that. Uh, Make sure and check out the My Whittier website, mywhittier.com. That is the headquarters for everything that we do here. There's direct links to the YouTube channel, direct links to this podcast. we got some really cool merchandise. We just got some brand new hats in for the holiday season. So make sure and check those out. You can message me on uh, Instagram or Facebook or send me a message uh, through the website. If you have somebody you think would make a good interview, drop me a line, or if you have something on your mind and you just want to say, hey, make sure and drop me a line as well. I'll definitely try to get back to you as soon as possible. And as always, be kind to one another, guys, and eat, shop, and live in Whittier, California. I will catch you next time on the My Whittier Podcast. Take it easy.